In this week's episode, I'm talking to Sean Shu from the Conferry New Zealand about how he got into sourcing, how he uses Agile in his daily work, and how to source in Australia and New Zealand. Welcome to episode 24 of the Sourcing Challenge Show. I'm your host, Mark Longgren. I start off by asking Sean how he got into sourcing. Uh, so for myself, recruitment, I've uh, been in it for uh, coming about about five, uh, yeah, four or five years by now. Sure. <laughs> the, the, the timeline's blurry by now. Yeah. Um, but no, I, you know, like everyone else, I sort of sort of fell into it. Um, you know, when I when I graduated from university, um, I got an opportunity uh, to take a secondment with my with my part time job at the mm-hmm. time, um, uh, covering my manager. And part of the role was to you know recruit a couple of new staff members, and that was you know um, mm-hmm. completely new to me. And yeah, you know, I really enjoyed that, and realized that yeah, you know, that's that's actually something I could you know look at doing uh, you know as a career. Um, at the time, you know, options were a bit open, um, so I I tried. Uh, at the time, you know, I think you know recruiters must have been a dime a dozen because uh, nobody wanted to take me on. Nobody was <laughs> you know nobody was there was no uh, you know sort of uh, yeah, internship programs or, mm. or anything like that at, at the time for some reason. Um, so I thought, okay, you know, I, I, I'll try it one more time. I, I cold called and emailed every big recruitment agency I could, I could Google up in my area in Auckland and, um, and, you know, uh, had one interview and the lady's like, ah, oh, you know, yeah, you're not really quite cut out. Um, but hey, she, she placed me in a customer service job. So I thought, okay, that's, that's fine. And left it. Um, and, and yeah, you know, uh, I guess. Um, I went to customer service, went to sales for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and I to another friend, and he had gone from sales into recruitment. He yeah. joined Hayes, and you know, got to talking when he was, you know, when I was congratulating for his new job, and he's like, and he knew that, you know, I tried as well. He said, you know, just give it another go. Um, you know, the, the market's quite different now, so I did. Um, yeah, got into Hudson, um, so uh, did um, yeah a couple of years at uh, at Hudson. So um, accounting, finance, temp desk, then perm desk, uh, and then decided to yeah transition to something um, a little bit more in house. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've been, been in an R, um, yeah RPO model mm-hmm. uh, with Cornberry since. So you're more on the kind of sourcing side as well, and and focusing yeah. on finding or. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So the model that we've got here is, yeah, we've got sourcing in the background, and then um, we've got uh, business partners on site to, yeah, do the client facing, and yeah. So essentially, it's working in conjunction uh, across the two teams with uh, to deliver to the clients. Tell me a bit of how you work. Like, what's the kind of tools that you use, and and what's the yeah, sure. So um, basically, whenever a new requisition is uh, is signed off um, by yeah by the client, um, it, it gets filtered on to us and it's assigned to you know one sourcer and um, and a business partner. So we uh, we work in conjunction. And we'll set up a, a time for a, a briefing with the with the hiring manager. So um, business partner and sourcer are both involved. We take the brief. Um, and then we, um, yeah, then the sourcer obviously takes the, the front end of the of the process. So um, we'll put up the advertising, you know, we'll run any sort of social media campaigns if need be. Um, and the main sort of tools that we use aside from, you know, sort of uh, standard advertising would be like this LinkedIn recruiter or, uh, you know, standard old um, Boolean searches on, um, on Google, which... <laughs> 
Um, you know, to be underestimated, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they're, they're the biggest search engine for a reason. So, uh, but and you know, aside from the the more interesting search results you get, yeah, it, it can actually be be pretty effective if you if you you know use the right strings. Um, and then you know we would uh, yeah um, reach out to to people um, proactively, you know, start getting them uh, engaged, just sort of. You know, to see who's in the market um, and see who's potentially open to a conversation, even, um, and then, uh, at, yeah, at close to the the two week sort of mark, mm-hmm. um, you know, would have uh, ideally a, a small shortlist um, put together, um, phone screen CVs, and we'll uh, present that back to um, the hiring manager. You know, once again with the with the business partner uh, involved as well. Mm-hmm. And from there, uh, you know, we'd ideally get the feedback um, right at the time or, you know, we'd be looped into the feedback later on. Okay. Uh, and from interview point onwards, that's when the business partner um, works more closely with the hiring manager, mm-hmm. um, getting involved with interviews, um, making sure, you know, we're getting the feedback and, and yeah. making sure that they're managing that end of the process. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, from that point, we're kind of, uh, you know, just – kept in the loop with the yeah. feedback just if there's any rework that needs to be done or um if you know we need to if a, a candidate falls off or whatever um but otherwise generally from that point we start to you know put focus on you know new roles yeah. or new acquisitions that are um yeah in pipeline and how's like you working with agile as well like what's the kind of points that you've you've changed for you like what's the where where have you yeah sped up and and made your process yeah. Uh, easier? Yeah, I think for me um, the changes I've made uh, would be giving more more feedback sooner. Um, mm-hmm. So you know uh, yeah whether it's um, running more you know running more profiles past um, you know my colleagues mm-hmm. or, or sharing profiles straight with the hiring manager um, you know as a bit of a benchmark just going hey yeah. what do you think um, so are we on the right track rather than waiting right till the end. Uh, and then realizing, yeah, your whole shortlist is completely wrong, sort of thing. <laughs> We've all been there. Um, and uh, so, so feedback was, was one thing. Um, the other thing was also, I guess, just uh, kind of just breaking up, you know, my focus, you know. So I, I think that's really what um, Trello's helped me do is, and, and the sprints as well is just realizing, okay, um, I know that, you know, I've got some roles that are, you know, in the pipeline, but they're not due to kick off for mm. another two or three weeks. So I'm just going to, until I hear, I'm just going to completely ignore them. But mm. what do I need to deliver this week? What do I need to deliver next week? That's that's my whole universe yeah. at the moment. That's what I'm going to push and deliver. And then, yeah. and then I can look at the stuff um, down down the line. Um, so I think that's certainly helped my you know, sort of mental state. You know, rather than looking at your, your dash and going, oh, man, I've got... Uh, you know, for 40 or 50 um, requisitions, you know, <laughs> looking, okay, these are my, my top 10 or 12 that I, I really need to put work in immediately mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of, yeah, knuckling down uh, on those. Um, otherwise, it's also, um, I think for me personally, you know, I'm, I'm quite a... Um, quite a procedural, quite a process-driven type mm-hmm. um, person, uh, which, is, which has been great, but, you know, in, in recruitment and speed, you know, in which we operate now as well, you know, I think that that has um, you know, started to become uh, a bit of hindrance. So, you know, just, you know, making myself more aware and, and kind of going, okay, um, 
am I being, am I getting stuck in, in a rut here? Am mm. I, you know, am I following potentially process for process stake or yeah. is there any way I can, yeah, basically just stay on my toes a little bit more and, and you know, have a bit of that, you know, more agile um, mindset yeah. and kind of going, you know, what if something, you know, something um, came out of left field t today or tomorrow, how would I react? Would I, you know, mm. um, yeah, would I, would I just completely fall apart or would I just be able to go, okay, all right, this is what we're doing now. Um, so it's, it's, you know, sort of constantly reminding myself now, it's just, you know, don't, don't get too comfortable, you yeah. know, just sort of, um, and constantly, yeah, keep looking at, at, at processes, looking at, you know, what I'm doing and going, is this, is this, you know, Am I delivering the most value? Mm. You know, am I doing what I should be doing? Or if not, why why am I not just yeah. dumping it and on something else? Yeah. Something yeah. I've been curious about as well is, you know, with you know, an agile sourcing team, how do you find that um I guess the transition initially? Because you know, it, it, there's kind of that running joke, right? You know, uh, recruiters are most notorious sort of control freaks, they like to run the whole process. And and you know, Agile's kind of letting go of that and, and working in conjunction more with, with other people. But you know, how does yeah. that kind of um, work with you guys? We we got an agile coach as like one of our business analysts in the business to help us map out the process. So we yeah. really took like what are your bottlenecks? Uh, where what's your frustrations? How can we fix that? And what's the what's the pieces of agile that we can put in to actually help with that? So a lot of it was around as a team kind of saying, This is frustrating, that's frustrating. We and that's things like we don't get feedback. We're working on something for a month or two months, and then they change requirements, and it's all for nothing, or they fill yeah. it internally, or things like that. It's like, how can we speed up the process? So a lot of it for us is about breaking the process down for what we do to the smallest thing. So our sprint is week one is a candidate identification. So we yeah. took and said for all roles, uh, roughly it's a hundred people that we need to identify to get a hire. So let's do that in the first week. When we kick off a thing, we say to the people, we want your feedback on the first 20 and then we want your feedback on the whole list of a hundred. So the first 20, well, it's easy with LinkedIn recruiter, just share the project and saying, these are the first 20, can you give me feedback? But even if, if it's not that, just send them a list of like, these are the people in their profile. Um, are they on for what we talked about that you're looking for? And then scale that to a hundred and say, look through these people. If we get these people to talk to us, will you have, will you have a phone screen with them? And that, yeah. you know, so really say like the list of a hundred that we start working on are people that if we get them to want to talk to us, you will talk to them. And that's whether that's recruiter or directly to hiring manager. Um, and they understood yeah. that because that means within the first week we get the feedback. And if we're off, we know straight away the yeah. first 20, we know, okay, that was completely off, but also, yeah. When we have a list of 100 and we start emailing, emailing, whatever we have to do to get to talk to them, we know that if we put the calendar link of whoever the recruiter is or the manager is that has to do the phone screen, uh, we know that that phone screen is going to, you know, you're not going to have like, oh, I don't really want to talk to them. You're going to have less of that ownership from the recruiter. Like, oh, I didn't source these people. Um, so we get that in the week one. And then week two is all about outreach um week three is about following up and doing phone screens if we're doing the phone screens and week four is about finishing that off and and um, and reporting so kind of seeing okay what's our response rates been what's the quality been um and that thing so we we like okay what we do can be boiled down to three or four weeks if we just do a long list generation where like these are the people and give it to a recruiter 
you know, that doesn't take more than a week. And what um, yeah. are you predominantly doing um, New Zealand and Australia or is it a bit all over, all over the region in terms of the roles that you're kind of looking for people for? Yeah, so I'd say primarily Australia. Um, that's just where we're the clients based. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, on occasion we do support um, yeah uh, colleagues who recruit locally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, primarily um, Australian based. So uh, mainly the big cities, uh, mm-hmm. Sydney, Melbourne, um, and then depending on you know the, the satellite offices, you know, could yeah. be uh, the likes of Canberra, Brisbane, and stuff like that. So what's the kind of, is there any big difference from recruiting in Australia and recruiting in New Zealand other than size? And (laughs) (laughs) Um, not, not really. I've found, I think, you know, culturally we're quite, um, we're quite close. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, for, I I guess, you know, uh, you're looking at sort of North America versus, yeah, North America, you know, America, Canada, there are some some cultural yeah. similarities there, so I think it's sort of that sort of uh, the same comparison. Um, the key differences would be um, New Zealand in general is a much smaller scale than than Australia. So mm. um, you know, from a candidate's perspective, you know what their drivers are are slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more. Um, I find that the candidates there are a little bit more commercially focused, and okay. you know they're um, more likely perhaps to chase um, the, the bigger uh, bigger salary packages because that's what you know that's what's available to them. Whereas yeah. here, you know, definitely, you know, we are ramping up, but you know, definitely not on that scale just yet. Mm. What's something interesting that you're working on um, that you know you find interesting in either either in the, the industry or in the role? Um, let's see. Uh, I think recently CX has come up um, a lot, which is yeah, sort of popped up, um, yeah, to us sort of more or less overnight. Uh, so it's been yeah, sort of just doing that that uh, that deep dive into what is CX, you know, how how does it fit in? Um, but yeah, more and more, you know, talking to different people, uh, colleagues, and, and people in my network, you know, it's definitely a a, a big focus for yeah different industries. Um, and I think, yeah, you know, that's that, that signals a really good change, I think, from, yeah, uh, the, the wider company's perspective, looking, you know, really more at um, being more customer-centric. Um, and, yeah, from, you know, recruiting those roles, it, it's not a cut-and-dry type profile. Mm-hmm. We've had six candidates come from yeah yeah you know they used to be furniture designers in their spare time and stuff like that <laughs> yeah so um you know we were looking at cvs and going no no way no way and then the hiring managers going oh no i think you know that that thinking and you know that design thinking would would lend itself to yeah. to this role and, oh, and then you know that's that's how you kind of develop um yeah a better idea of what what a cx uh candidate looks like but you know the, as, as a as a role, as a space at the moment, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely doing some pretty cool stuff. It's always interesting as well for me to kind of see, especially with like in New Zealand and Australia, because like lots of companies have that, that like, oh, we have to recruit in New Zealand. And they're like, where to start? Like, where do we, you know, we're just going to do it like we've done all over the place. And it's like, it's, yeah, as you said, you need to kind of know what's the slight differences. It's like, okay, are we are we just you know are we just gonna offer them what they have, or what do we need to kind of what's that story need to be to be attractive for that? So I always think it's interesting to to really get in and kind of like 
you know, what do I need to do differently when trying to attract people for roles in New Zealand or, you know, for even like attracting Kiwis to go to, to other countries and, and to get to work for. Yeah. So I was talking to somebody recently who's um, been doing some recruitment um, uh, in Japan and mm-hmm. apparently, you know, culturally that makes it so challenging uh, yeah. because people just generally don't like to move. It's more, uh, and, and, you know, somehow the local agencies have, have, you know, the, the inside track because, you know, they know the candidates, they know the culture and coming in as an outsider, that's the challenge. Yeah. Uh, and, and kind of mentally I was sort of playing playing with the, that idea in my mind of just if I was to recruit a role in Japan, how would I, you know, kind of, kind of tackle that? Just <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, thank you very much for, um, for, yeah, for, for having time for me. I'm very, yeah. I, I love that. You, I love your article about kind of looking at, uh, at Agile and I would, yeah, I'm hoping that, that one day you can get your whole team on board and it, if people want to catch up with you, where can they, can they best find you, Sean? Uh, so yeah, probably either, uh, yeah, send me a connection on LinkedIn. Um, I've got contact details on my LinkedIn profile as well. So yeah, feel free to, to reach out. Always happy to have a chat, you know, yes, to me, it's a constantly, uh, a constant learning journey, you know? Thanks. Thanks for your time. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Right, cheers. Bye. Bye.